0: This episode is brought to you by the Witty and Gritty 5-Minute Mini-Journal. It's centered around Ephesians 6, 10-18, known as the Armor of God. Once you download this freebie, over the next 7 days, take a few minutes each day and dive into what the Armor of God is and why it's important to Christians in their daily walk. You can find this at wittyandgritty.blog. We'll link it in the show notes.
1: Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies.
2: Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron.
0: As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner.
2: Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs.
0: Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful.
2: By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community, get your mind right, and enjoy this time designed just for you. This
0: is the golden episode. Well, I guess golden is 50, so times two. (laughs) It's double golden, I guess. Double golden. It's the 100th episode, and we have Casey Morris today, and it is A joy and a thrill and an honor to have her on the show. And we are so excited to talk about you and what you have to offer us today.
2: Yes, I'm trying to keep it all together and not super professional, but I'm totally fangirling on the inside. All right, so, Casey, for the poor, unfortunate people that aren't familiar with you and all the great things that you do, can you give our audience a brief introduction?
1: I feel like we should be best friends like thank you all for saying that whenever I'm having a bad day I'm going to reference back to this podcast intro so thank you for saying that if you're listening here hello I'm Casey Morris I'm a former eighth grade English and language arts teacher from a really small town in South Georgia mom to almost five babies and in 2013 I had a small dream that has turned into one of the most monumental moments in my entire life Um, I don't know how I got so lucky to be here, but I get to help educators now sell their teaching resources online so that they can finally make more impact than just the four walls of their classroom, but also can make the income that they deserve.
0: I love that. I love that's also your tagline throughout everything too. Like the income teachers deserve. A lot of people are like, oh, we pay your salary, blah, 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 but there's just, there's so much more, we spend, your kid spends their waking life with us, pretty much, so you want us to do a good job, promise, so the way to (laughs) share resources, collaborate, all that, I love how you're helping teachers do that, so we can all get better, the whole tide rises, Exactly. exactly,
2: All right, so take us back to the beginning. What led you to become a teacher? Was that the plan from, you know, being a kid, growing up, practicing teacher at home, or when did that start?
1: I don't have your typical story of like writing lesson plans when I was a child or anything like that. I wanted to be a country music singer for most of my life. So education kind of fell into my lap. I sold insurance, I quit college after my first two years and went to work for my mom and dad to sell insurance. And after a year I decided I never wanted to sell insurance again. And I met my husband that year and we got married after about six months and he was a teacher. And I thought, man, that'd be really fun for us to have the summers off together. And I went back to school, nine months pregnant and got my teaching degree. My junior and senior year of college, I was nine months pregnant with a baby We made it, let me tell you, those uh, moments, and I'm sure we'll get into that, were some of the darkest days of my entire life, but we made it, and I fell in love with education. Not at first, not at first, and we can chat about that, but I fell in love with the gift of teaching people, and I thought it was supposed to be just for children, and it kind of morphed into my real calling in life was to be able to teach educators.
0: I love that. So you talked about being super pregnant, going through school, doing hard things. We interviewed a woman named Betty and she did her attorney stuff while she was pregnant with littles. So that's episode 23 for you listeners out there. And that is so great to hear that she's not the only one. You're doing it too. You can do it too, everybody else listening. So for our our listeners slash non-teachers, what is this whole Teachers Pay Teachers site, and what sparked your
1: interest in that? Sure. So Teachers Pay Teachers is an online marketplace for educators. Think Etsy for teachers or eBay. It's where teachers can sell their lesson plans to other teachers to make them, in a sense, a better educator or to give them something to teach their children. And I remember when I first started selling on there. People thought, well, isn't that cheating? And it's not at all. It's a great way to share wonderful things that we do in education with children all over the world. And I saw Teachers Pay Teachers in a much different light because I was struggling through postpartum depression and writing lesson plans was the furthest thing from my mind. So when I first purchased a lesson plan on Teachers Pay Teachers back in 2013, that teacher saved those 118 children that I wasn't able to give the education they deserved to. And so to be able to be that for someone else was always my driving force when I started selling my resources. It never was money, which I think is super important for anyone listening. When your passion allows you to impact more, the money will always come to you, but don't go after things just for the money initially. So that's what Teachers Pay Teachers was to me. It saved my life. And I've told the owner of, Of teachers pay teachers that many times because it helped me find the passion and the spark in the classroom again
0: I love that we talk about community all the time on the podcast so even if it's a virtual community of people just because they're not in front of your face doesn't mean they can't be in your circle and can't bring you up and support you like that so I love that twist on it I also like the point how you brought up let your passions and your purpose drive you as opposed to what you're going to get out of it that's huge
2: So, Casey, many of our audience members do struggle with depression and anxiety. And so if you're willing to dive a little deeper into that, I listen to your podcast pretty religiously, so I've heard a little bit of that. But, um, you know, if you're in that postpartum depression, that dark space, what do you think was it that, like, drew you out and then in pursuit of having your own TPT shop and got you, like what helped you with that transition from darkness to light?
1: Yeah, the, from black and white to color again. And I'm pregnant, so I get very emotional about religion and about depression. So if I cry, just we're going to roll with it. Um, but it was, you know, I said it was the darkest days of my life from 2009 when I had my first son until 2013, you know, four years. I My life was black and white. I I can't describe it any other way. I was going through the routine of being a mom and having the job that was supposed to be what I had always wanted, and having the husband that was supportive. I had everything that people long for in life, and yet I was miserable. I hated getting up in the mornings. I hated getting my kids ready for school, and that sounds horrible coming from a mom, especially a mom to almost five now. And I couldn't get out of my own way. It just felt like every day was this long carousel and I was just going around and around and around. And it wasn't until October of 2013, I went to the doctor when, you know, you go for your postpartum checkups and the doctor asks you the questions that they always ask. Are you sad for no reason? Do you cry for no reason? First time something told me you need need to say yes. And so I got to have that conversation with my doctor and he said, you have postpartum depression and you've probably had it for four years and having another baby on top of that so close together probably made it so much worse. So that week that I decided to ask for help was also the first week that I had purchased anything on Teachers Pay Teachers. And I call that week my me moment of all time, like my Olympic gold medal, my World Series trophy, my Super Bowl ring, whatever you want to call it. None of that other stuff matters, but because that moment that I decided to ask for help, I don't I don't believe that I could have gotten out of depression by myself. Of course, my faith led me there. but also with the help of my doctor, I was able to get out of postpartum depression and it wasn't all at once. I don't want to mean like just one day your life comes and just fades into vibrant color again. It took months and months of working through it, and um, I like to say I had a piece of paper. And every single day I would wad up a sheet of paper and I would throw it in the trash can that was depression. And every day I would move a sheet of paper over. And over time, I got to where my life became more beautiful and positivity became to, you know, bring itself in. And I got back to my faith and I got back to the basics and I started surrounding myself with good people and teachers pay teachers. I started pouring all of my energy into selling my teaching resources online. And that was just the beginning of something absolutely beautiful.
2: I love that you're vulnerable
0: about that. Thank you so much for opening up about that.
2: Yes, we definitely appreciate that. Okay, so you start selling your products on Teachers Pay Teachers. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the point where you decided to leave the classroom and just go all in with teacher, Teachers Pay Teachers. In um, Dream Big, And we're all about like going and accomplishing dreams and ambitions in general here. There's kind of like this leap of faith moment that you have to take. Um, So what went into making that leap and any advice, general advice you could give audience members?
1: It was a long, long journey to make that leap. My first month, my goal was to pay my Netflix bill. And that was about $8 back then when they sent the DVDs to you in the mail. And so I made $50 my first month. And for the first time in my life, I was getting paid for my performance. I felt like the harder I worked, the more money I made. And it was awesome. So that kind of started this spiral of excitement and spark and joy in life. And it was infiltrating into everything that happened. I started building these little habits. Uh, Charles Duhigg from The Power of Habit talks about keystone habits and how important little bitty habits already are. to to create huge, you know, huge habits that you do every single day. Mm -hmm. So it was a slow go. I don't ever want someone to think, oh, overnight success. That's just how it happens. I worked really hard at it. And, you know, I made a couple hundred bucks my first year, and then it changed significantly within the next two years. I started really understanding marketing and search engine optimism because it's a lot more than just you have a cute lesson plan and put it online and it's really good. So I started to get really nerdy on the tech side of things, and my business exploded. I actually quit my job a year before I left the classroom, and I quit my job, told that my principal I wouldn't be back, and then two of my students were in a nearly fatal car accident, and I went to the hospital, and I was just crying. I was over, I was crazy emotional, and my kid said, "Miss Morris, you can't leave the classroom. Like, you, you love what you do, and so I asked for my job back. And I was like, okay, it's not the right time. It's not it. And I, I regretted that decision like mid-year when I was in the trenches, the, the difficult year that it is. But I truly believe that God's timing is always perfect, and that that was there was a there was a reason. I needed that extra push to say, you've got this. You have to go for it. So the next year, I decided to tell my principal again that I would be leaving because. If I didn't leave the classroom, I think I would have always lived my life wondering what if. What if I went all in with selling my teaching resources online? So in January of 2018, I left my eighth grade classroom. Now for everyone listening that's freaking out saying I left in the middle of the year, just so you know, my principal, I I quit in June and she said, can you teach the kids all the standards in six months? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, can you stay till January? So I said, sure. So I stayed until January. And at the time, I thought I was just going to sell my teaching resources. That's what my whole purpose was. And little did I know that there was a definite different path laid out for me in the next few months. And it turned out to be what my business is today.
0: I love that. So you, it seemed like, oh, man, should I do this? Should I not do this? Then an accident happens. Okay, I need to stay. So a lot of times that goes on between our ears. Do I do it? Do I not? What if this one person says one thing? How does that how does that change what I'm supposed to do?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so we encourage our audience to, um, just on the different book covered, they all seem to point to keep taking action and moving forward, and then you'll be guided down, down the direction you need to go.
1: I love the saying action produces clarity and clarity brings results. So you can't find that clarity if you don't take action on it.
2: Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, tell us a little bit about how the people in your life reacted, uh, maybe personal and professional life, because I think while we like to act like we don't care what other people think, sometimes that's what what's holding us back.
1: Yeah, that I don't know if you ever really get over that, and I think that you get better, but I don't think you ever get over it. And that was really hard for me, as I am a people pleaser, as most teachers are, I think most humans are, so disappointing my principal, who was a friend, was hard for me, my husband was all in, he was like, babe, you gotta go, you needed to do this a year ago, why are you still waiting, and so he's always been my biggest cheerleader, and my biggest supporter, my grandfather, who passed away, um, about six years ago, I chatted with him about this before I decided to leave. And he was like, never leave a stable job. And so that was one of those things that was always in my back of my mind is like, you don't know what the economy is going to bring. You never leave a stable job. You have insurance, you have retirement. You are crazy to think that you can create your own future. And so that would just constantly go over in my head. And I don't think you feel better about it until you can prove to yourself, okay, I got this. We got a train coming by, if you can hear it. Uh, (laughs) Our office is next to a train track. We warned the ladies before we got started. Uh, But you know, over time, it gets better and you start to believe in yourself. But those first couple of years are ruthless because people are coming from all different angles and the voices inside of your head are really bad.
0: I love that you're so honest about it. A lot of times we get this pretty picture painted like, oh, it's gonna be awesome. You just take the dive and swim around. It's going to be great. But like, hey, there's some sharks that are like this, you made a mistake. But if you know that this is your God-given purpose and he has equipped you to do it, then it would be folly to not follow through on that. So in those rough moments, especially getting started out, how did your previous experiences as being a teacher and all the things that that comes with, how did that help you grow the business and you follow
1: your dreams there? I think teachers make the perfect entrepreneurs and I didn't see it as that, you know, I thought, God, why have you brought me to this moment? Like you, I went through school, you told me to go through this school to get these teaching degrees. Then I got my master's, then I got my specialist because I wanted to be an assistant principal or a principal. And then all those 17 job interviews I had, no one would hire me. And now I've left this job to fake it till I make it. I felt like I was a phony because I was no longer in the classroom, but I'm selling these teaching resources. So what now? What's next? And instead of, that's how my narrative went for a long time, for years. I stopped thinking that way. And I started saying to myself, every day I would go for a walk when I first quit my job, every single day for about an hour. And I would just listen. I listened to the birds. I'd feel the wind on my skin. And I would say, I'm meant for this, and I know there's a reason that I was led here, but I don't know what it is yet, and I don't know if it includes making a lot of money, and I don't know what it includes, but I know that right now in this moment, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I don't have a real job. Like, I'm walking with my dogs outside, and I'm happy, and that feels good, and it was day after day having that conversation that the clarity began to open. Like, everything began to come down and say, hey yes, you may not know what we're doing, but I promise you there's so much going on behind the scenes. Just trust. And so that's what I did. And it was constant every day making these resources. I don't know if I'm answering your question. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. (laughs) And um, uh, one day I was at Walmart and I got asked the question that I get asked every time I go to Walmart. And we live in a small town, so people are really nosy. And I love I love them for it. But they're like, you guys must be struggling. Like, you quit your teaching job? You know, that's kind of how the conversation would start. And I was like, no way. We're loving life. And they said, well, tell me how you did it. And that's kind of how the conversation always went every time I went to Walmart. So I told my husband one day, I think I need to sell a course that teaches teachers just so when they ask me in Walmart, I can be like, hey, I have this little thing you can watch and get started. And that's how... The rough season turned into the coolest thing ever.
0: I love that. You're the second person in this mini series that mentions some sort of prayer walk intentionally every day. So we haven't specifically mentioned a prayer walk to my recollection. So I love that like back-to-back episodes, y'all are both doing that and it's working for you. So if y'all need to move people, go for a walk and absorb the nature and talk to Jesus.
2: I love it. Yeah, um, we do reference it a little bit in our Get Out of Your Head series. I don't know, Casey, if you've heard or read the book, um, Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, but I think you'd love it. It's episodes 84 through 91. And she just talks about like getting still, but like your walk to me still counts as that, like limit distractions and you know sit with your thoughts and capturing them and preying on them. And so um, I love hearing that okay, so challenges I'm again, I don't think anyone in this group assumes that um, it was just easy street uh, what do you do to help overcome challenges either looking in the past or strategies that you and your team used today um, how do you overcome mistakes or failure 2018
1: 2019. Those years, I was happy that I wasn't in the classroom and I was getting to chase this this passion, but they they will forever go down as the hardest years in my business because of the struggles and because of not being sure of myself and the challenges that came with it. And I was having to hire people because I was struggling so much and I didn't do a very good job. I was like, I need help. Who wants to help me? And anyone that said yes, I was like, come on, let's do it and i started to move myself back into the person that i was i took 10 steps forward to bring myself 20 steps back and i was complaining and i was frustrated and i was overwhelmed and here i am with this business that's so successful and i just found all of the reasons why it wasn't going to work i was self sabotaging year after year you know month after month and it wasn't until I hired a team member in January of 2020 with the biggest purpose and passion in life I've ever met that everything began to change. She kickstarted that thought process that I've had in my head for years, but she made it stick. And she has the most integrity that of anyone I've ever met in my life. Uh, her name is Allie Elliott, and she actually was just on our podcast this week. But anytime I would give a scenario where I could complain or I could say, you know, this isn't working because she always had an answer that was so profound in a positive light that instantly stopped me in my tracks. You can't complain to people who are never negative. And so Allie began to change everything for me. And I don't view challenges the same as I did back then. In January of 2020, I started changing everything. And yes, we have stressful moments, Yes, we, you know, we did a brand shift and a lot of our current customers were like, what's going on? And it was overwhelming because we had, we have nearly 3000 students now, but instead it's just a season. We're going to support them. We're going to love them. We're going to nurture them. And I'm here to help you. And our team is here to help you. And we will without a doubt, make sure that everyone leaves feeling confident, even if they're not happy. We're going to make sure that they feel confident in the direction that we're going. And you know, centering yourself, I know that seems so trivial, but centering yourself around people that feel like warm sunshine, that challenge you to be a better version of who you are today, should be everyone's goal and aspiration in life because you are who you hang out with.
0: So you mentioned a little bit with the struggles and the up-down, especially with entrepreneurship, and it's never a straight line. It's all kinds of crazy. So did you ever get stuck in that comparison trap of, My peer is doing this and I should be able to do this. And I have ideas just like they have ideas. So, what was going on in between your ears on that?
1: Yeah, twice whenever I started selling my resources, it was comparison, just constant scrolling of other people. Did they steal my idea? Did I steal their idea? And then it happened again when I launched my course. And, you know, someone took my course and then created a course. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my business is going to fail. And so you it's human nature for us to compare ourselves to other people. And it's taken me probably three years of working through that to where I feel absolutely 100% confident. I do not I don't sit on Instagram and look at what other people are doing. I run my own race now, and I am confident in the direction that I'm going because of my faith and because of my team that I don't have to look at what anyone else is doing to feel where I need to go. I see it, I see my life 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. And if I'm looking at them, I'm limiting myself from getting to that next stage that I want to be in. So I love, love, love. There's an image of Michael Phelps when he's swimming and he's about to win the gold medal. And his eyes are on, he's like doing the butterfly stroke, I think. And his eyes are on the finish line. He's almost there. And his competition is right on his heels, but his competition is looking at him. And so, of course, Michael Phelps goes on to win, as he always did. But I think it's just a real eye-opener to remember that when you're looking at other people, you're allowing them to get further and further ahead of you, per se. And instead, if you focus on what you were called to do, what your purpose on this planet is, you will without a doubt win that race every single time. I love that. You're actually
0: quoting Ephesians 4.1, which is, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Not that Casey's received, not that Theron's received, the one that I have received. So blinders on, baby. I like that. That and then also Philippians 3.14 is I press on towards the goal. So with those two verses combined, you just you just quoted it right there. So great job, Casey.
1: Well, thank you. I'm writing those down. You guys, you ladies are so impressive with your Bible verses and your uh, podcast episodes that you're referencing to. Thank you. Well, we got cheap, Don't worry.
2: I was, there's a lot behind the scenes, but Brooke is like Rain Man with recall of episode numbers and scriptures. It's,
0: so it's my one thing.
2: It's very, I,
1: very impressive, ladies.
2: <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be just like her.
1: Run your race, baron Run your race.
2: <laughs> All right, Casey. So um, your faith is evident. You're obviously got a growing family and you're crushing business goals. Um, any tips or advice on how to I don't want to use the word balance, um, but how do you like juggle all those aspects of your life?
1: Yeah, work-life balance is so lame, like not a real thing. <laughs> um, I just always think about seasons and I try to get really into the seasons in nature. And what a testament to see what's happening right now, especially in Georgia. But it is like, just all of this fresh air you get to breathe in your lungs because all the trees are getting their leaves back on them and we get to see the season it's so short right where they lose all their leaves and everything's nasty and ugly and it's cold outside and then spring comes and everything becomes it blooms again and so think about that whenever you're trying to think about your work life balance or you have you're at work all day every day you know during launch season i'm at work 80 90 hours a week And my husband tucks my babies in at night because I'm doing webinars. That's hard. That is a struggle for me. That's when I want to throw my hands up and say, I quit, but it's just a season. And my husband reminds me of that so much. He said, this is just a season. You know, you have to be able to be available to your people. And the only time to do that with teachers is at nighttime. You miss tucking them in for a week, but everything else is going to be okay for the rest of the year. So, I don't believe there's work-life balance in the sense that every single day you're able to balance the life 50-50. I do believe that there's work-life balance and you're going to have really busy seasons in life where you have to dig all in. And then you're going to have really wonderful seasons of life like COVID. It was so amazing for us as a family to be able to spend that time together And we bought a camper and we traveled and there was hardly any work. It was all play. And I look back at that season and think, man, that was everything for us because we got to, I say travel, like, you know, we got to drive 30 minutes to go camping. But so just remember that whenever you're trying to be a good mom or good at your job is that whatever's important in that moment is what you have to remember to put your blinders on and focus for But that family first, family always, and you have to also set boundaries for yourself. I don't get on my phone from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., and my family has my undivided attention. Phones go up, so we are very intentional about our time together, and just always put your family first if you're trying to decide on which thing is the most important, but It's definitely a struggle of keeping everything in balance at times, but I have to keep myself in check because I'm a workaholic and I like to work. So I have to say like, you got to put it up and go play with your babies.
0: I love that. I love your healthy, healthy boundaries. And I love that it's spoken in your house. People know, like, I'm not going to answer after six. So don't try calling, call my husband if it's an emergency. You, it sounds like you and your spouse have a similar dynamic. We interviewed Jill and Paul episodes 49 and 51 And she's one of the Texas top ranked girls basketball coaches. And she talks about how they get all in during basketball season. Their kids are like gym rats during the season. So I love how y'all have that similar dynamic of that push, pull, give, and take. And then you also mentioned you need enough deposits in the bank so you can make a withdrawal. So it's not like you're gone all the time, every night, doing your business stuff. It's okay. This one week, this is the crazy week and I have enough
1: deposits in the bank that I can make a withdrawal and they know that I love them and I'm there. Such a great analogy. I want to listen to those podcast episodes now. So thank you. You
0: Go girl.
2: So Casey, you um, help others grow and you're an inspiration to other people. How do you, uh, what pours into you? How do you continue to grow or where do you find inspiration?
1: Are you ready? I feel like this could be a 45 minute conversation. <laughs> um let's do it. I I my friends laugh at me and I tell them that I have a spiritual awakening probably once a week and they're like, "Oh, here goes Casey again <laughs> with another spiritual awakening." But I do. I love to find things that make me feel alive. I love to find things that set my soul on fire and it just so happens that I have a lot of those things that do that and one is music. My husband and I are avid music and concert goers back when we could. We've seen our favorite band like 75 times and music fuels me. It's one of my it's one of the things that keeps me going on a daily basis. But I love listening to podcasts and I listen to about 3 audiobooks a week. So I reading, you know, sets my soul on fire. I am obsessed with my Peloton bike. If um, anyone's listening, Sundays with Love are my favorite rides. And so there's an instructor named Allie, and these are those are faith led. So she, it's all it's like Christian music and stuff. But it is so so powerful. And going out in nature and walking, I still do that almost every single day. We have a local state park. That is absolutely beautiful. And you can just kind of forget all your cares and all your worries. But whenever you pour back into you, I'm not like a like a bubble bath kind of girl. That's not my thing for like pouring back into me. But just kind of getting away and spending a little bit of time working on me is really, really important.
0: I love that you took the time to know what works for you. A lot of time people want like the exact roadmap of, okay, so she does a bubble bath every night at 7. I've got to do a bubble bath maybe you don't like bubble bats, maybe working out is the thing that actually builds and gives life to you. So I love that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I just started CrossFit too. And I love, I am upset. I'm that girl now, you know, that people would make fun of. That's me. And I am, (laughs) it's, I'm okay with it. My husband and I watch like the CrossFit games at night now. It's, It's so crazy, but, and I'm still pregnant, so I can't push as hard as I want to, but anything that challenges me, that's really difficult that I can't quite learn instantly is so much fun. And CrossFit does that times 10. I love it.
2: Well, Casey, this time has absolutely flown by. Um, So I have a closing question. And then I know our audience is dying to hear where they can find you and more about the products and services you offer. Um, But every time we interview a guest, I just like to give the guest one last Hurrah. Is there something that you want to leave our audience with that maybe we didn't tee up the right question for you or any closing thoughts from our interview today?
1: Whatever you're going through in life, no matter what season it is, whether you're in postpartum depression or you're stuck in a job that you're not in love with, I don't think that we get to write the chapters. We just have to be willing to open the doors when they're given to us. So just because it hasn't happened yet, I want you to say that in your mind every single day is, I'm not going to get up and complain about the life that I'm living right now. I'm just going to realize that my moment is coming. It just hasn't happened yet. And so every time there's an obstacle in your way, it's fine. My moment is coming. It just hasn't happened yet. And I think when you fix your mindset on that, and you truly believe that the best is yet to come, that every single day will present itself with a new opportunity where you get to unravel what that might look like for you.
0: I love that mindset shift. That's all we need sometimes, just a different perspective. Okay, so where can we find you on the internets? What do you offer to help the people do the things?
1: Come find me at kazemorris.com. It's K A Y S E M O R R I S. I'm the host of a top ranking business podcast called the CEO Teacher Podcast. And we chat weekly with educators, if you're a teacher listening, about how to grow and expand your online business as well. But we have two memberships. We would love for people just to kind of come check it out. Come see our website. They're not currently open for enrollment. We only do that once or twice a year. But we are changing the way that the world views education. And we are showing everyone what we've known all along, and that's that teachers make the world go round. I
0: love it. We will link all of this stuff in the show notes, people. So if that was a lot of information or you're driving, that's dangerous. Don't write it down while you're driving. We'll link it. You can find it later. It's wittyandgritty.blog forward slash dream 100 because you are the 100th episode.
2: Thank you for being on the show today, Casey.
0: Thanks, ladies.
2: We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team
0: creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash wittyandgritty. We've included the link in the show notes.